Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 893. Still starting off with a brief mention about the plight of the people of Ukraine and ways to help, and one of them is the International Rescue Fund. They're at rescue.org. We're happy to report that we're in receipt of another listener audio postcard. This one is from Cecilia, checking in from southeast Florida. Hi, Ray. This is Cecilia. I'm with my sister, Kathy, and we are at Wakota Hatchie Wetlands. And the birds you hear in the background are wood storks. There's a huge rookery here with hundreds that are nesting, along with cattle egret, anhingas, gallinules, and purple gallinules, among other birds. We've seen a couple of Egyptian geese, black neck stilt, and there are also alligators here. Wakotahatchee Wetlands is in southeast Florida, Boynton Beach, Delray Beach area. Have a good day. Thank you, Cecilia. Some great birds down there and alligators and something with a siren. (laughs) Speaking of Florida, we had a good bird news story last week about the so far successful efforts to restore populations of grasshopper sparrows, the Florida subspecies there. And today we travel farther south for another good bird news story. A little Brazil music there to help introduce the story. A Guardian.com headline reads, Extinct, in quotes, parrots make a flying comeback in Brazil. The parrot is the Spix macaw, which had disappeared in the wild, but thanks to a successful breeding program, is thriving again. The story says a flock of the parrows, is, or the uh, macaws, the Spix macaws, is now flying freely over their Brazilian homeland after being released in June. Later this year, they plan to release more birds with the hope the parrots will start breeding in the wild next spring. We'll stay tuned, and we'll return to South America just ahead in our featured feathered friend segment today. Well, cowboys are into herding. Here at Talking Birds, we're into plurting. We haven't come up with a sound effect for that yet. Picking up litter while birding is a phrase that we've mashed up into the word plurting. We like doing it around here and hoping others will do it. And today we're welcoming new proud plurters. Thank you, Julia, from Santa Rosa, California, who's keeping trails clean out there in Sonoma County. And thanks to Amanda and James in Alexandria, Virginia. Amanda says, we love picking up trash to make our walks prettier and help the health of the ecosystem. 
A beautiful thought. And thanks, Amanda. And thank you, James. And again, thank you, Julia. We've sent proud plurter iron-on patches to Julia and Amanda and James, by which they can proclaim their concern for keeping trails in other places free of litter, especially the plastic kind. More about plurting, including how to become an official proud plurter at talkingbirds.com slash plurting. A quick bird flu update. The only significant news we've been able to find is the fact that China just reported its first avian flu case this year following an outbreak among wild birds in a northwestern province there. Still only one human case in the U.S. Uh, Meanwhile, experts say there's still very low risk of an outbreak among wild songbirds. And so there remains no official recommendation to take down feeders unless you also keep domestic poultry. The sound of our mystery bird and a preview of our upcoming mystery bird contest a bit later on in the show. Beautiful prizes from good folks at Classic Brands, a droll Yankees new generation yellow thistle seed finch feeder. And from our friends at Feather Friendly, a complete window protection kit to prevent birds from crashing into your windows. And yes, it really does work. Our mystery bird is a large shorebird that's grayish overall with a long straight bill, long blue-gray legs, and a white tail with a dark brown tip. Our bird, which breeds from central Canada to northeast California, winters all along the U.S. west coast and on the east coast from the Carolinas southward. It's known for its piercing calls and bright black and white flashing wings in flight. That's our mystery bird and the prizes and the sound of the bird. The contest coming along just a little bit later on on uh, this morning's show. A royal salute to more of our wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors helping us to spread the word about the show and birds and conservation. And thank you to Crystal W. from Matawan, New Jersey. Thank you, Crystal. And thank you to Heidi S. from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. She says, as a newer birder, I listen to your show as often as I can and listen to the podcasts. Helps me with my bird identification shows and becoming uh, uh, identification skills, that is. And she says it's helping me become a better birder. We're happy to hear that. And thank you so much, Crystal, uh, uh, Heidi (laughs) and Crystal. We'll be okay. Here's another of our ambassadors explaining why he likes being one. Hi, my name is Jamin Cole, and I live in Bellingham, Washington. What I like about being a Talking Business Ambassador is handing that card out to someone and being able to share with them all the joy I get from the show. If you enjoy Talking Birds as much as I do, you owe it to yourself to become an ambassador, to share the joy to the people you love or the people you don't know. Thank you so much, Kanan. Easy to become a Talking Birds ambassador and join our still-growing family. Just go to the Get Involved tab at the top of our page there, the homepage at TalkingBirds.com. Still to come on our show today, well, the ivory-billed woodpecker has never really forgotten about, and it's gained renewed interest recently due to some reported sightings in Louisiana by some very credible expert birders. So with that in mind today, we'll revisit in condensed form a chat with biologist and ornithologist Dr. Chris Haney, author of the Ivory Bill-themed book, Woody's Last Laugh. 
Still to come as well, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in a Let's Ask Mike live segment about something really cool, especially for him. He has green herons nesting in his backyard. And up next, a bird that's been described as breaking the tree of life, not to mention the branches of the actual trees it climbs around in, is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. As we speak, our Debbie Bleacher is heading home with her family from Costa Rica, where they've been exploring the forests and observing trogons, motmots, grass quits, and other exciting bird species. One neotropical bird they probably didn't see is today's featured feathered friend, the Hoatzin. It's found south of Costa Rica in the Amazon and Orinoco basins in South America, and it's one of the strangest birds anywhere, looking a little bit like a chicken with a punk haircut, and often seen jumping around on the branches of trees in a remarkably clumsy way. The Hoatzin is pheasant-sized, with a long neck and small head. It has a featherless blue face with dark red eyes, and its head is topped by a spiky crest. Its long brown tail has a buff-colored tip. Its upper parts are dark brownish-yellow, and its underwinged flanks, visible mostly when the bird opens its wings, are a rusty chestnut color. It's a foul-smelling bird, which explains a couple of its nicknames, the skunk bird and the stink bird. This foul odor apparently occurs because the Hoatzin is the only bird with a digestive system like that of a cow, enabling it to survive exclusively on leaves and buds. The Hoatzin is notable, too, for its chicks that have claws on two of their wing digits, which they use to climb up the trees in which they dwell. Adult Hoatzins can fly clumsily for short distances, but they spend most of their time perched, digesting their leafy food. A recent NewYorker.com piece is entitled, The Bizarre Bird That's Breaking the Tree of Life, seeming to defy Darwin's thought that family trees could explain evolution. The article points out that DNA research has not only failed to find answers about where the Hoatzin belongs on that tree, but that it has only led to more questions. A cited 2014 analysis suggested that the bird's closest living relatives are cranes and shorebirds. But a study in 2020 concluded that the Hoatzin is a sister species of a group that includes swifts and hummingbirds. In the NewYorker.com story, the American Museum of Natural History's Joel Krafik says, quote, Frankly, there is no one in the world who knows what Hoatzins are. End quote. The bird's scientific name, at least for now, is Ophisthocomus Hoatzin. It's the strange, perhaps uncategorizable, and definitely stinky Hoatzin. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show number 893. More about our show is on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and at TalkingBirds.com. Dr. J. Christopher Haney is a biologist, conservation scientist, and lifelong birder. For 12 years, he was chief scientist at Defenders of Wildlife. 
In 2010, following the Deepwater Horizon oil blowout, he was invited by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to lead the largest pelagic study of marine birds ever conducted in the Gulf of Mexico. Since 2013, he's been president of Terramar Applied Sciences, an independent public interest conservation research firm which he founded. And he's the author of a fascinating and challenging new book entitled Woody's Last Laugh, How the Extinct, in quotes, Ivory-Billed Woodpecker Fools Us into Making 53 Thinking Errors. And he joins us now from Washington, D.C. Good morning, Chris. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to have you uh, and to talk about your amazing book. Um, and tell us about that title, Woody's Last Laugh. What, is, uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, it dates me because it's a reference to, you know, the 1930s comic strip where Woody the Woodpecker sets up mm-hmm. Wally Walrus for constant pranks. And Wally keeps falling for them each and every time. So in my um, analogy, the Ivory Bill is like Woody. We're like Wally Walrus. And we keep getting tricked by this bird. Hmm. Well, the subtitle, How the Extinct, in quotes, Ivory-Billed Woodpecker Fools Us into Making 53 Thinking Errors. What are some of them? What are some of the most uh, troublesome? Oh, well, there there's a, a huge list, uh, hundreds, actually. Hmm. And, you know, I managed to identify some 50 uh, attached to the Ivory-Billed Woodpecker and our dealings with it. You know, I think one of the ones that we humans are quite prone to in our everyday lives, you know, just as a routine matter of interacting with our children and our spouses, is something called attribution error. We think we know the intentions behind someone's actions or speech, and we have this illusion of transparency that we can see inside them, or even that they can see inside us. Hmm. And of course, that doesn't work. Um, And so we often misdiagnose why someone does something and that that kind of attribution error is really really common how would you apply that particularly to the the discussion of the ivory bill sure here's a good example one of the hypotheses for why there are so many sighting reports of ivory billed woodpecker since the 1940s when many people believe it went extinct is that People are going out and through wishful thinking or a kind of observer expectancy effect, you know, they're, we want to see an ivory bill or they want to see an ivory bill. And so they're doing, they're generating these sightings of ivory bills that really aren't. It's a crow with sunlight on the wings. It's just a pileated woodpecker. And if we make that kind of stereotypical judgment about in this case, a hundred or more sighting reports. That is an attribution error. And it's a fairly serious mm-hmm. one because we simply don't know what they saw. And we mm-hmm. don't know what their intentions were. One of the mistakes you cite is uh, called the Romeo error when bird extinctions resemble Shakespearean tragedy. Um, tell us about the, the Romeo error and how it applies to all this. Well, simply put, the Romeo error is a false conclusion of death when there's really life Mm -hmm. so it comes from the Shakespearean tragedy in which Romeo falsely believed that Juliet was dead so he took his own life 
Then when she woke up, saw that he was dead, then she took her own life, too. So it was almost a double tragedy. Mm -hmm. Romeo Eyre got applied to animal extinctions in the early 1990s, and it was actually a case with a bird that was thought to be extinct, the Cebu flowerpecker. And it turned out to be very much alive, and over time, it was rediscovered in not just one location, but I believe three or four locations on that one Philippine island. So Romeo air is now used for any kind of animal or plant that was thought to be dead, thought to be gone, but then later rediscovered to be very much alive. Mm-hmm. And that process of a bird kind of, or an animal or a plant, resurrecting is called a Lazarus effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is very common. Uh, there have been hundreds of these cases uh, in the last uh, century. Dr. J. Christopher Haney is author of Woody's Last Laugh, How the Extinct, in quotes, Ivory-Billed Woodpecker Fools Us into Making 53 Thinking Errors. Thank you for this wonderful book, Chris, and thanks for being with us. Thank you, Ray. Well, that was a condensed version of our chat with Dr. Chris Haney from back in February. Uh, To hear the full interview, complete with Dr. Haney's answer to whether he thinks the ivory bill still exists or not, along with how his research about those errors proved to have a positive effect on his marriage. Find that uh, all on our show. Uh, You can find it at TalkingBirds.com slash archive. I think that's the easiest way, TalkingBirds.com slash archive. It's show number 872 from February 20th, 2022. Up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There it is, our mystery bird. A large shorebird that's grayish overall, a long straight bill, long blue-gray legs, a white tail with a dark brown tip. Our bird breeds from central Canada to northeast California, winters all along the U.S. west coast, and on the east coast from the Carolinas southward. Known for its piercing calls and bright black and white flashing wings in flight. That's probably what it's best known for, maybe. That's our mystery bird. Beautiful prizes from classic brands at Droll Yankee's new generation yellow thistle finch feeder. With six perch locations to allow several birds to feed simultaneously and an internal seed baffle that directs seed to an additional port at the lowest level to ensure that the feeder empties completely without allowing seed buildup. That's a pretty cool feature. And from our friends at Feather Friendly, a complete window protection kit to prevent birds from crashing into your windows. 
It's a really cool kit with everything you need for super easy installation and even a bird collision information guide. Prizes there and a bonus question awaits if we have time for our bonus question. So give us a call as soon as you can at 781-837-4900. Remember, no correct answer means a drawing determines our winner, so give it a try. 781-837-4900 is the number. Up next, it's Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor, you'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in Iceland, land of fire and ice, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Michael Connor is down there at the legendary Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Good morning, Mike. Uh, it's too hot down here. It's too <laughs> hot right now. You said that last week, I think. Yeah, it's still it's even hotter, I think, than it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, week. yeah. Oh I, I, I said enough. I give up. I, uncle, can you say uncle to Just, the weather? So you said it. You got it. Maybe, <laughs> before we get to today's topic. If we have time for it, I have something very complimentary about you that I've been forced to read. I mean, that I want to read. Um, it's from our friend Linda Schwartz in Baltimore. She says, at our Parkville Y, Baltimore County Book Club, members read any book they like and report on it at our monthly meeting. Thursday evening, Jean was so delighted with Mike's book, Why Do Bluebirds Hate Me, that she actually read passages to the group. She claims your book is better than a bacon burger. The group was mesmerized and all agreed that they'd be listening to Talking Birds on Sunday to hear the captivating Mike O'Connor. <laughs> captivating. We weren't it's able about to, time. It's we, about time someone called me captivating. Well, I was going to say we couldn't reach the captivating Mike O'Connor, but we had the regular <laughs> uh, Mike O'Connor. Yeah. This is the best you can do right now. Yeah, sorry about the bacon burger thing. I know you're a vegetarian, Mike, but yeah, you get well, the you know idea. what? That's still it's yeah. a ni- it's it's a nice compliment though. Be better than bacon burger. Thank you, Gene, yeah. and and thanks Linda for passing that on. I appreciate it. And why do bluebirds hate me? Which is probably thank you because it's not as depressing as the title sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It is, uh, in fact, mesmerizing. It says it, right, mesmerizing. it says it right here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But there's Holy something smoke. something else very exciting down your way, and this is like right in your backyard. And now you, I know you've had great crested flycatchers and other birds nesting there, but now you've had green herons. Green nesting. herons? Can you believe oh. it? And, yeah, am I interrupting your introduction? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just yeah. mesmerized here. I'm just waiting <laughs> to hear more. <laughs> so here's the deal. Right, my yard, I live in a neighborhood which can't stop landscaping the life out of it. My neighbors mm. cut down, prim, spray, do everything. So there's not much. I mean, we've been lucky to have a few things, and there's a little stand of trees to, and it, towards the end of the backyard that I look at all the time. And... Um, 
one day I was underneath the trees trying to get rid of the invasive species, which was English ivy, and I looked on the ground, and some of the ivy was covered with white bird droppings. So I looked up, and looking back at me was a young baby, we'll call it, uh, green heron staring back at me. And I don't know if you've ever seen a young green heron, but it's kind of freaky looking. It looks yeah. like a cross between like a, a bottle brush and a troll doll. <laughs> it's got all goofy looking and it's staring. And what amazed me is that these birds nested here, and I didn't know it. I mean, this time my yard is tiny. How did I not know it? And not only was there there one, but as I followed the the bird droppings around, I found four of them all living in these little tiny area of cedar trees, and like. You, you know, baby bird, they can be rowdy, they can be loud. These guys were dead silent. And when the mother came in, we'll call it the mother, could have been the father. But when the adult came in to feed it, it flew really low below the canopy, which probably why I didn't know. And the birds were silent. They, the, the, the adult would land, and these birds would hop from branch to branch because they were out of the nest at this point. And the mother would feed them and then fly away virtually silent. So, I you know, I guess I... I take the credit, or I don't take the blame for not knowing, because they were really, really secretive birds. Wow. It was it was actually pretty kind of cool. So my advice to everybody out there, always follow the bird poop when you find it on the English ivy. Wow, that is some top quality advice. And we have pictures, by the way, that, uh, that you took of, of those uh, green heron uh, chicks there. So uh, we'll, we'll try to put that up on our social media or our website, and people can see if it really does look like a combination bottle brush and troll doll. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, it'll be mesmerizing if you it do will that. Be. Talk to you next week, Mike. Okay, you got it right. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. And uh, we've seen this bird on Cape Cod. It's our mystery bird. 781-837-4900. You can see it on the East Coast or the West Coast, too, for that matter. On the Mystery Bird Contest, Doug is somewhere in uh, the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. How's it going down there? It's probably, it must be at least as hot as it is here. I don't know. Is it? It's been, it's been pretty hot. We've been doing our birding in the morning and uh, not in the afternoon. Staying inside in the in the afternoon, yeah. So, uh, Doug, you heard those clues and whatnot about our mystery bird, and uh, you say uh, what about that? I say uh, I think it's a willet. Uh, willet, just a simple one-word name there, and exactly correct. The willet, yes, indeed. The willet. What a beautiful bird. It's such a surprising bird because it looks so plain until it takes off. And then, uh, yeah, that, uh, that wing stripe really gave it away. Yes, indeed. That was, that was our strongest clue, I, <laughs> I think, there. And I think we have time for a, a bonus question, if you'd be interested in trying it, Doug. Sure, I'll give it a try. All right. So this is, uh, as usual, um, multiple choice. Our friends at BirdNote recently described as duct tape for birds' nests a material that some hummingbirds, kinglets, and gnat catchers use in constructing their nests, keeping them held together. What is this material? Is it A, conifer needles, B, tree sap, C, spider silk, or D, gorilla glue? That stuff will glue anything. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, spider silk. The spider silk would be the answer. That is right. Uh, a confident and correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> Say that again, uh, uh, Doug, because the applause was too loud there. Say, 
I know I, I had to play the crowd. Uh, this spring we saw a blue, a blue bay net catcher also taking a silk killer web. Taking, uh, say it again, taking what? A tent caterpillar. Ah, ah, tent. All right, cool. Excellent observation and excellent job on the uh, on the old mystery bird contest and the uh, bonus prize question. So we'll be sending you a $20 gift card from Wisdom Supply Company, makers of those plastic-free notepads and things for home and office. So stay on the line, Doug, and we'll take care of that. Thank you. All right. Doug, down there in Virginia, and uh, correctly identifying the Willet as our mystery bird this uh, morning, or today, on our show. Before we go, quickly, we mentioned last week a big milestone coming to Talking Birds on the 11th of September. We'll celebrate our 900th show. We have some celebrations planned, and if you'd like to be part of them, go to TalkingBirds.com slash Freya's blog to get all the info. Freya is F-R-E-Y-A, TalkingBirds.com slash Freya's blog. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.